Right around the corner. It's almost Megan's birthday. And this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitts. And Josh. What'd you do? Hi! Josh may be running fever. No, he's not. He's not. This is normal. He's got really an overdrive. Children go where Children, go where I send you. You know where you need to go? <coughs> to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Uh, uh, no, we're beginning the countdown to the day. It's December, right? To celebrate. Mm. Hallelujah. The first Celebrate. Celebrate. Come on, celebrate. All right. Good morning, saints of God. By way of announcement, I should have been announcing this all week. I wish my wife had help of reminding me, but I put a picture on here. Here we go. Boom. This Saturday, Philip Coffee Benefit, uh, it is the third 
It is at the Ag Center over in Gornsville. It's a cakewalk. There's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, cakewalks are fun, guys. And um, I'll leave that up for another five minutes. Yeah. The uh, But uh, something happened just recently. This was he was battling cancer, and he did lose, so he has went on to be with the Lord. So now this benefit will be to help his wife with expenses. So uh, if you live close enough to come out, come out, spend some money, buy some tickets, walk in the cakewalk. They've got a lot of gifts. All kinds of gifts are going to be given out, and we're just going to have a lot of fun Saturday night. And so I hope you can come out and be with us. Uh, during the cakewalk, I think uh, I'm going to be running. Me or Michael, one's going to be running the little, we're going to stop it, you know. Music. Stopping the music. Yeah, stopping the music. You ever been in a cakewalk? You you remember them. We don't do them a lot anymore, but they're a lot of fun, right? Yep. I like them. So anyway, it's a good way to raise money, and we're going to bless this family who now Brother Philip has gone on, so we're going to help his wife with expenses. So uh, come out and join in. We'll be there. It starts at 4 o'clock, Ag Center, Gordonsville, Tennessee. All right, guys, let's jump right into the book of Revelation, chapter 16. Now we come back to, we've chronologically reset everything. The church is now with the Lord. The end-time saints are with the Lord. The full number of the martyrs has come in. Uh, remember, there is a full number that God said you've got to wait till the full number has come in. And there is a full number. Once that full number has come in, and now we get to 16, and we're going to start with verse 1, and we get back into what's now we're going to call the bowls of wrath. That's what we titled this today, the bowls of wrath. Now, before we start reading them, because there's not going to be a ton of explanation, we're just going to read, and we should get a good distance. This is going to be similar, though. Remember that Exodus the, in uh in, this, in the book of Exodus, the story of the Exodus from Egypt and the plagues on Egypt are our template of the end time. It's the Exodus 2.0 or 7.0, I would say. The, the end time, ex, the final Exodus. So where there were 10 plagues, uh, now we've seen seven seals. We have... We saw seven seals. We saw seven trumpets, okay? But I want to say as we get into this that the very fact that they're numbered, for me at least, because I'm very uh, a stickler on uh, exegetically taking the scriptures, because they're numbered says that they have to come in an order to me. In other words, let's put this with the plagues of Egypt. This is to me this is important because it kind of can help with a lot of things that go on around the world even today. Uh, for instance, every Passover we recite the plagues of Egypt because we remember when our forefathers came out of Egypt, right? When God brought our family out of Egypt. And now we should. Yeah, but here's the thing: the first plague was blood, so you know it's blood, and then. It's frogs, plague of frogs, and then lice or na uh, uh, yeah, gnats. Then the next was flies, and then livestock died, right? Then boils, 
hail, locust, and then a darkness, number nine, that could be felt. And then number 10 was the death of the firstborn. But the point is, number 10 wasn't at number one. The frogs were not number one. It was the waters turning to blood was number one. And they went in an order. Now, why is this important? Because we're living in a time, if you punch in rivers turning to blood, or uh, you just type it into Google, you can find today, there'll be like, okay, there's water beside the Red Sea. It just turned blood red all of a sudden. You can you can read about it. You can go online and, and read about it, you know. And so it's happening in different places. But when we're talking about the end time events, they have to go in, an, the very fact that they're numbered means they go in an order. Okay, let me make a little more sense of this. The trumpets, remember we talked about yesterday, and you remember when we went through it, that there's seven trumpets. But you remember when it says, woe to the earth for the remainder of the trumpets that are yet to sound? That means that, you know, trumpets five, six, and seven did not sound before and doesn't sound before trumpets one, two, and three, and four. Okay, they're coming later. And then trumpet five sounded. What? And the angels that are bound in the river Euphrates are set loose, and then there's a war right or was that yeah that was and then trumpet six was the locust that tormented men for five months but then the last trumpet opens up the bowls of wrath the final woe is the bowls of wrath now it's complete now the wrath is go of god is going to be poured out and my point is that it makes no sense to think that the bowls of wrath are poured out before the third trumpet is blown. Does that make sense? Well, it wouldn't be the last trumpet unless it was the last trumpet. Exactly. So, so consecutive, because these areas are consecutive, then that can help us put in perspective things that are happening today. We, we're going to read a bowl that is poured out. In the wrath of God, it's poured out, and the river Euphrates is dried up. Right now, the river Euphrates, you can type it in, the river Euphrates has... It's drying up right now. But if you say that it's because the sixth trumpet has been poured, I mean, the sixth bowl has been poured out, and the fifth trumpet has already been blown, then all of the other ones had to have already happened as well. Does that make sense? Yep. And so because things happen don't mean it's the end time scenario of them happening. All right. I've talked enough about that. Let's jump in. 16.1. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, the seven angels have the seven bowls of wrath that's going to be poured out. So with a loud voice, he heard this voice saying to the seven angels from the temple, a loud voice comes out from the temple and it says, go pour out your bowls of wrath of God on the earth. Verse 2. So the first went out. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast, those who worshipped his image. 
So this pouring out on the earth now is actually, in this text, a pouring out upon the kingdom of the Antichrist. Those who now have taken his mark. And these loathsome sores break out all over. That's got to be horrid. Boils, Boils right? Yeah. Similar to the plagues of Egypt. There's no new thing under the sun. What has happened is what's going to happen. But this is, at, I will say, this is at a much greater scale. The plagues that were poured out on Egypt was poured out on Egypt. They wasn't poured out on any other part of the world. They were poured out on Egypt. At this time, the, his kingdom, the Antichrist kingdom, is now spread all over the earth. He's, he's got loyal followers from everywhere. And this bowl is poured out upon them. Those who worship his image. Verse 3. The second bowl. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea. That's where he poured it out. And it became blood as of a dead man. And every living creature in the sea died. Now like Moses turned the Nile River into blood. Now it's poured out upon the sea. Now if I were to just pick one sea, I would say the Mediterranean Sea because that's the one that is in the area of the brunt of the kingdom but he pours it out on the sea and the sea becomes blood and listen to this every living creature in the sea died have you ever seen have you ever saw a, a, an area where like a bunch of fish have died you ever seen yeah, you know we're Island yeah here, I do yeah, we were at Dolphin Island, and all of a sudden, we look out, and there's just dead fish all over the place. Yeah. Now, imagine every living thing in a sea dying. What it, the stench, the smell, the blood that is in that sea. Oh, okay. Now, the church is with the Lord. Hallelujah. We go up. We are with him from that time and forever, and we return with him. While the bowls of wrath are being poured out, we are with Jesus as he is making sure to punish the Antichrist kingdom and we will return to earth with him. The saints of God return with him. That would be 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 13. We wait for the coming of the Lord with all his saints. All the saints come with him. Okay, but just picture this. This is, this is horrid. Bowl number three. Now, I'm not saying that these cannot be poured out very fast. Does that make sense? I don't see any time on several of these. So, how quick will these bowls be poured out? Seem to be pretty fast. I, I don't know. In my mind, it's pretty fast. It's like, okay, man, boils break out. And now the sea turns to blood. What, what happens next with the third bowl of wrath of God? The waters turn to blood. Here we go, verse 4. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs of water. Wow, springs of water. That's, I mean, that's important. You take like, we live off a whale here. Could you imagine us pumping water up? And, you know, I pump up water, I filter it, and then that's what we use here at the house. Could you imagine pumping it up and it's blood? Ooh. 
and they became blood. Now, I want to I kind of want to point out something here that I think is is important. It says they became blood. It says the seed, at least in the New King James Version, it, it says it became blood. Mm -hmm. So it didn't say it, it turned blood red. It says it became blood, right? And so there is a difference. I mean, something just becoming red because of an algae, that's one thing, right? But it says become blood. And I heard the angel of the water saying, now listen to what the angel of the water is saying. You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and who was and who is to come, is to be. So now this angel is proclaiming the eternal nature of our God, who was, who is, who is to come. We sing that a lot. He is eternal, and he's declaring that the eternal God is righteous in his pouring out of these temporal judgments on a rebellious, ungodly, wicked, God-hating earth. Because you have judged these things. Verse 6. Why? For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets. And you have given them blood to drink. For it is their just due. That is to say, God's like, okay, you, you, you killed the saints of God. You killed the prophets of God. You slaughtered my innocent people. You're you're, what do they call it sometimes? Somebody's bloodthirsty, in a sense. They're wicked and they want to kill. And so the angel is declaring, so you are righteous because they have killed your saints. And so this, the cry of the altar, the, the prayers of the saints are reaching God. And it's as if God is like, now is the time. You've been thirsting for blood. Now I'm giving you blood to drink. Ooh, how terrible is this verse 7 and I heard another from the altar saying remember what's the altar mean the altar is the symbolism it is the altar of course but the altar is that symbolism of where prayers rise up to God from the altar and I heard another from the altar saying even so Lord God Almighty true and righteous are your judgments I can imagine, you know what we're going to be doing? We're going to be going, you go, Jesus. You go, God. This is what they deserve. It is in us all. This is why when you watch movies today and you see the wicked guy at the end of the movie, or used to be, now people are sick and they like bad endings now. But you know, at the end of the movie, when the bad guy gets it, he gets what he deserves. There's a thing that rises up. Why do you like to watch those movies? Something rises up in you, and you're like, yeah. That's what they deserve, right? God has been merciful, 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 merciful. Look at all he's done to call out and say, I want to save you. I want to save you. I want to save you. But they shake their fist at God and say, matter of fact, they get madder at God. They're not starting to repent. They're getting harder. Righteous are your judgment, verse 8. <clears throat> fourth bowl. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. The angel 
is going to use the son because God has given him the authority to. God is over all creation, by the way. He's the one that keeps the sun burning. I don't worry about the sun burning out. <laughs> I don't worry about solar flares. But when I'm looking at the bowls of wrath, here's what I'm thinking. God's like, okay, here's now it's going to be some big-time solar flares from the sun. That's what I think. That's how I see it. He pours out his bow on the sun, the Bible says, and power was given to this angel to scorch men with fire. This is a supernatural scorching with fire. And you would think that they would start going, don't you think that men would go, oh, God, forgive us. We're sorry. Oh, Father, God, we're so sorry. Verse 9, is that what happens? And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God who has power over these plagues. And they did not repent to give him glory. What? I missed something. What would you say? I was just asking Charles if we would call that a sunburn. Uh, a sun. Oh. Uh, I'm funny. Oh, uh, you're punny today. Okay. But see, they're not going, oh, God, I'm sorry. Okay, forgive us. I repent. They're not doing that. They're hard. It's hard. It's like the potter and the clay. Right? Anyway. The same sun can soften one but harden another. The acts of God that will soften one person's heart will harden another person's heart. One person might go, oh, God, please help us. And another person, I'm talking about in today, and another person, the same thing just makes them more angry at God, shake their fist at God and say, how dare you, right? I mean, this is Tower of Babel stuff, right? I believe that they built the Tower of Babel basically saying, you ain't going to kill us again with the flood. We're going to build a tower that's going to reach the heavens. That, that's just my opinion. Uh, verse 10. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. Darkness was darkness was one of the plagues. Mm -hmm. It's plague number nine in Egypt. It was a darkness that the book of Exodus says they could they could feel it. It was a darkness. Now I believe that this darkness has with it also demonic demons running wild, and there's it's felt. And 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 this darkness, it's kind of hard to imagine to me. But his kingdom, and this is on the seat of the beast and his kingdom so his headquarters around the world darkness that is felt and they're going to gnaw their their tongues for pain with no relief is this going to convince them verse 11 they blasphemed God they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores uh oh they still got the sores from way back here, the first bow, and did not repent of their deeds. Well, I'll stop there. Well, the, the, one, the one point I, I, I just thought of it, it would, is the same thing that the, the previous plague, the plagues in Egypt, once, once there was a plague, then when it ended, it ended before the next one began. It did. But in this case, 
Right. They don't, they don't end. Right. They Amen. Just go right on. Yes, that's good. Thank you for bringing that out, Brother Charles. They keep going, right? Yeah. It's not like, okay, I'm going to pour out this and you're going to have a sore for a day. No, we're, we're seeing this plague here. They still got the sores from the first one. Yeah. And there's still rivers of blood and springs of blood and the sea. Everything is dead in the sea. Death is everywhere. It's an amazing thing, but God will, God brings it to an end. Now, remember, I probably should read this before we get out of here. Uh, timeline is important to a lot of people. Now, going back to the book of Daniel in chapter 12, remember, Jesus said, read Daniel to understand more about the abomination of desolation, right? And we have talked about on here that, uh, that if you take scripture and interpret scripture, I know I've got back into it again, didn't I? Scripture interpreting scripture, we got 42 months, we got 1260 days, we got uh, time, times, and a dividing time, which I have argued for, all are talking about the same time period. It is talked about seven times in different, three different ways, but seven times, all talking about the same time period. But in the book of Daniel in chapter 12, an angel is declaring, because the question is, how long? How long? I mean, that's the question. How long, Lord? Now, this is after the resurrection in Daniel chapter 12. That was in, you can read this. But let, look at verse 11. When, later, look at verse 11. Just listen right now. Unless you got your Bible with you. This is Daniel 12, 11. It says, make him understand. And let, let me explain to you in verse 11. It says, and from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Then he says, blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. And so there is the, the reign of the beast for 1,260 days. Okay? But the end of everything happens 1,290 days. Makes me think the bowls of wrath are going to be poured out in about a month, 30 days. That's what it makes me think. And then the 1,335 days, there's got to be another 45 days for the cleaning of the earth, fowls of the air. That's me and then entering into the millennium. I don't know that that's right, but that's kind of how I see it. All right. I didn't mean to turn back around and get back into the study. Uh, Woo! Yeah. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. We'll get off here. Really? Well, a lot of people lost me evidently because the, the count of people on here really dropped. All right. Thank you, Peggy. Love you. Let's, let's say the prayer for everybody that's still here. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right. God bless you, saints. Have a great, great day. Lord willing, I'll see you. I know. Lisa lost it. Look, I was listening to something yesterday before I get up. I was listening, and because of the content, all of a sudden, they're teaching on YouTube. They're Bible teachers as well. And because of the content, it just came up. They took them off.
boom, took them off. This is going to happen more and more as we enter into the future, guys. You know, we, we are able to be on here, Facebook or YouTube, because they allow us to. And I don't know when they'll cut us off or take us off. And, but that's up to them. And we're going to be here as long as we can. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.